I'm Lou Moultrie. Welcome to Freedom to Talk, a women's chat room. In this first series, we're talking about domestic abuse and the impacts it has on women and children. The women who are speaking today are all victims of violence. This is an opportunity for these women to get their voices heard, start the conversation and dispel myths. These are honest accounts being discussed and can be distressing. So please take care when listening. Let's celebrate these women for speaking out. There's past history and life some of our ladies to describe um, our childhood, the relationship with our parents and um, from that relationship what was left about our hopes and beliefs but before we start I think I'm going to go so we're introducing new ladies because there's too many of us to introduce all at the same time so we're, we're, we're going to be doing this through the week so you get to know who we are um, we've got Louise that we're going to be introducing well she's going to introduce herself and um, asking the same question to every woman, um, you know, that, that does their introduction is what, why are you here, Louise? What is the importance of being here and on this project? Hi, um, I'm a survivor of childhood abuse um, that also went on to be in abusive relationships as I got older. And I've also... Mm. Um, been a victim of sexual abuse um yeah I just feel very passionate about being part of this um as I feel that a few years back my life was very chaotic because mm. of the abuse that I suffered um but I was completely unaware of that yeah um since then I've been through therapy um had a lot of support and now I feel that I'm in a completely different place and I I feel really strongly about supporting other women and helping them through their journey wow yes thank you for that that intro Louise I just want to ask you something just a little little further on that is you said you were totally unaware are you able to ex- it doesn't matter if you can't but if you're able to explain a little bit about that because how is because there there will be people listening to this that are totally unaware yeah I I mean I knew that my life was in chaos mm. but I never understood why it was in chaos yeah um it just I well it just felt like everything was out of control yeah um and now obviously through therapy um, that I've had um, and the support of other women that have, mm. you know, been through um, abuse themselves. Yeah. I've learned that a lot of my life I lived in trauma that I, I didn't realise I was living in. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastically put. Thank you so much, Louise. So um, there, you've got to know um, another of our wonderful group, Louise, and we are going to go on to describe your childhood, your parents, your hopes and beliefs that came from those early relationships. Um, 
Ginny, do you want to start? Um, hello, um, my name is Ginny um, and I uh, originally grew up in the Czech Republic. Um, my childhood um, was not very nice. My father was an alcoholic um, and abusive, um, so I grew up um, through um, you know, living through domestic abuse. Um, I have seen him, um, you know, smash our home. Um, I've seen him beat, our, you know, my mum. And there were occasions when my mum kept bringing the police um, and filing for divorce and taking it back because he was threatening to kill her if he can't have her. Nobody can. Um, our mum used to um, sleep in in our room and there were occasions where in the middle of the night we were jumping out of the um, window just to escape him. Um, so I grew up um, believing that abuse is just physical. Um, so obviously my hopes for my future husband was, uh, or my partner was that he was gonna be loving and, and, and I always had in my head that if a man ever hit me, that was it. Uh, so this is how I think in my brain, it, it was engraved, ingrained that that was abuse. So I've missed a lot of, you know, um, the other signs of abuse, which um, I didn't ended up with a, with a now um, ex-partner and the father of uh, my child who was mentally and psychologically and verbally abusive. Um, and, Probably similar to Louise, I kind of felt out of control in my relationship. Um, and I felt really sad and down. I think it ended up, I was so down that I, I have contacted um, talking therapy to, to try to get myself better because I thought it, it was my problem, uh, something, you know, I'm depressed. Um, and that's how I found out actually through my assessment that it, it actually, my relationship was abusive. Um, and then it kind of confirmed that I wasn't going crazy. It, you know, it was, it was a result of the trauma and the life I was living that I was feeling like that. Um, and yeah, so that's how I ended up here with a group of amazing women. Um, helping me on my journey to recovery. Thank you so much, Ginny. I know um, baby's in the background again, <laughs> but um, and, and obviously wants to be part of this podcast, <laughs> I feel. Um, and just so that anyone that's listening, if you're, if you're worried that baby can hear this stuff, and as we know that children can hear, they can um, feel things, that actually um, Ginny has headphones on, so baby can't hear. She's got one off and one on, so baby can't hear anything, and, and she can be doing what she needs to as um, mummy. So, so yeah. Um, right. Thank you so much, Ginny. And we've heard the word a couple of times, trauma. And I think we're going to hear this a lot in our episodes and uh, how we are impacted. Um, Mina, do you want to go next? So, yeah, again, um, relationship, what was childhood like and, and parents? And, and what did that, um, how did that impact on your hopes and beliefs? Um, so for me, my childhood, um, it's 
quite confusing uh, when I think about my childhood because um, I feel that like my parents, they weren't, they didn't physically hurt me or anything. It was more of an emotional thing where um, I was abused by um, like um families um my parents they originate Bangladesh um so it's like my dad who was always working um and my mom she had like other sets of children from her first marriage yeah and I was like the youngest so I had um an older brother and there's like a year's difference between me and him so we we had like a cat and relationship like one minute we love each other and one minute we hate each other but I always felt that parents were more attentive towards him and I felt that I was very isolated and I always felt that when it came to me like I I was almost invisible um, and my mum was always there for all her other children but I don't know for some reason with me it was like oh like it's nothing Um, so I always felt that I didn't get the attention um, that I needed or the attention that I wanted like there was times where um I used to want my um, half older sister to be my mum because yeah. the times that um, I did meet her, she used to take me out shopping like little girlies and mm. like that was what I wanted from my mum and I never got that. Like yeah. I used to always be shouted at. It was like I could never do anything right. Mm. Um, my brother was like the golden boy and I was like always the one like messing things up and even if it was my brother that did something it was me that was getting into trouble for it um so like from that I kind of always felt that I don't know like I I was not worthy of love um so growing up it was like I always wanted attention like I always just craved to feel love um and that's probably why I ended up in like abusive relationships and every time like every relationship I've had it's been abusive it's been toxic Mm. thank you Mina for that um Shani what was childhood like um I was the firstborn child. Um, My mum was Irish and my dad was mixed French and Nigerian. So it was quite a culture clash. Um, In my mum's family didn't uh, tolerate black people. And that was quite difficult. So I grew up hearing stuff, you know, if I had had brown skin, I wouldn't have been accepted. And then I had two brothers that came along after me. And that was all really my family had waited for because in the Nigerian culture, boys are really put on a pedestal because they can carry forward the name. Um, So I felt very worthless from quite a young age. 
um, just just from being a girl anyway. So for and being a woman, of, 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 yeah, of being female, um, yeah, yeah, totally. And um, the relationship with my parents was always a very controlling one. So I knew that they were above me; I was below them, and. Um, there was there was no equality whatsoever. Um, my brothers were also above me for being male. So in my household, I was sort of at the bottom of the pile. And I think that's where my um, feelings of worthlessness originated from at a very early age. Mm. I felt like um, it was unnecessary for me to even be in the world. And all of the physical abuse, which mainly came from my mum, all of the physical abuse was always me um, because I was the girl yeah. and I bared the brunt of it all. And I felt a bit like um, a, a sort of Cinderella, I suppose, because it was very traditional roles. So I was expected to do the cleaning and the cooking and my brothers didn't have to do any of that. Mm. Um, and that's what I grew up seeing. My dad went out to work. My mum had to rely on him. She had no independence, you know, whatsoever. Um, and I didn't want that. I didn't want that in a relationship. I wanted equality. I wanted to have my own independence, but I never quite knew how I was going to get it. It sounded I like, sorry, Shani, it sounds like from quite a young age that you knew this already. You like you already had a mindset of actually this is not for me. For me, it was what I couldn't understand was when I got the physical abuse and then I sort of get this, the, the love afterwards, like the sorry and, and how wonderful I was. And it was very, very confusing for me mm. because I felt unwanted, but at the same time I was being told how much I was loved. Mm. Um, and I found that really confusing. And I think I started using food a lot Um because it, it was a big comfort and then I'd be told oh you know you, you're so pretty if you'd lose a bit of weight which sort of made me feel even more worthless and made yeah. me want to eat more and by the time I got to teenage years and I discovered alcohol you know it numbed so much of the pain um I just knew that I didn't want to live a life like that but unfortunately I think that where I was so had such low self-esteem and felt so worthless it just led me into meeting people that were toxic that were abusive and I just thought it was normal because it was just all I ever knew and anything that I ever had in my life different to that felt uncomfortable yeah. so very difficult to deal with yeah thank you thank you Shani and um, I was just talking about that, actually, of how um, it can be something. And I, I, I want our listeners to think about it and check out how we feel in different situations. So I was, I was just saying in this group earlier that I feel more comfortable, even though I've worked in this field, I've done a lot of therapy. I feel like um, in my journey of recovery, I'm sort of at the end. I mean, where is the end? Do we ever get there? But I also feel, I know that I feel comfortable around um, people that have been quite ill and traumatized. Um, and yet, um, it can feel quite uncomfortable to be around healthy people. And I think that stems from me feeling not good enough, um, that actually I can't fit in. And um, it's, uh, we, which has been coming out in this conversation about feeling worthless. Um, I think that, that most of the time I'd sort of class myself as damaged goods. Yeah. So you're just not quite up there with everybody else that hasn't been through the stuff that you have. 
totally totally thank you I'm not, I'm not saying totally your damaged goods I'm saying to agreeing with you um Shani so thank you for that um Nina Nina do you want to um tell us what what things were like at your own at your own pace and obviously all of us here we've we've had spent a lot of time talking to each other and we have to build this trust up but we we're at that point now that we we feel we want to share this stuff with other women because it's really important so Nina a, a bit about you and your your what your experiences with parents right so yeah I'm Nina um my childhood I have to say I always thought was kind of normal but not normal so um, when I was three possibly even earlier my mother broke down um, with severe mental illness so she became um, severely schizophrenic mm. so she was totally disconnected um, with me I remember her presence because she actually left when I was 10. So my dad brought us up. So for, for many years of my life, she was a present figure uh, physically. So she would do physical things for me, but emotionally as an adult, I know that she wouldn't have been present. Mm. Now my dad brought us up um, and he was really, really strict, but I thought that that strictness was normal also yeah. because there's the cultural aspect to it because he came from the East. Um, and to be honest, I think I, I met my ex when I was 15, yeah. um, and I, he was totally the opposite. So he was very flexible. You know, my dad was, is very loving, mm -hmm. but not in a very, um, emotional way. Yeah. He had a very, very volatile relationship with my sister. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of hitting and smacking in the in the family um and I have to say I was like a carer for the whole family from when I was literally four uh, and that kind of was very natural to me to have like the traditional family and I think that's what sat comfortably with me in the relationship that I was looking for yeah. and what I ended up in not realizing that all along um, the relationship I found myself in was very, um, it was hidden abuse, very manipulative, um, which I didn't see until years, years later. Yeah, yeah. So. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nina. And uh, I think this just goes to show how important these discussions are, because um, there are different aspects to our childhoods, different things that happen. It can be disabilities, it can be illnesses, it can be mental health, it can be alcoholism or drug abuse that, that we're brought up in that um, sort of are that framework from where we come from and guide our, our decisions and our beliefs that we hold about what is a family um so yeah it's really in there um i'm just thinking anna we have anna here um and we're gonna ask anna so everyone listening anna hasn't introduced herself just yet but she's going to do that next week but there are some women on here that are are very much in a supporting capacity as well well we all are we all are so this week anna's been um supporting us 
but I'm I'm wondering Anna what what are you thinking are you able to or do you want to join us today and have a little chat about what are you thinking about what you've just heard about where where we come from hi um thanks Lou um, I'm Anna um I would actually like to just add um my story if that's possible yeah if um, you feel okay to yeah um my family background I can't really remember a lot of my childhood mm. what I do remember is my father was sent to prison at the age of 11 yeah. and he was sent to prison um for being a paedophile okay. and that had great impact on me so although it was him that did the actions and it was all in the newspaper etc etc I felt the brunt of it so I felt that I was somehow I did it Um, and from then on my self-esteem was very low I was not worthy uh, of anything etc etc and the whole of society the school etc also everything was hushed hushed so as a child I felt it was my fault Um, there was no therapy nothing Mm. Uh, so I do feel for children of families who have terrible terrible situations where the parents are put to prison for no fault of the child's or anything so that's how I feel the the beginning of my roller coaster of my life Mm. was I'm not good enough for anything wow Anna and and again thank you so much for um sharing that thank you all of this group of women for sharing um and being so honest because as an adult I can clearly see everything that you have just said how that would impact um you Anna as as a small child and and Ginny and Mina and Shani and Nina and Louise you know all of us and myself I can clearly see as adults it's much clearer I think um when we're thinking with our rational head and we've had some life experience of um the impact of this but when we are children oh um that is our world that is our development that is our life experience and quite often we can go um quite unconsciously oh we've just had a cat join us (laughs) um right we haven't had a cat on our podcast but we've got a cat now as well um but yeah it's um it's one of those things that impacts it's like our imprint of who we are and um you're absolutely right Anna um children don't get heard enough and um taken into consideration and supported and the counseling is not there there's not enough people that are listening and thinking how is that child coping with this you know how is that child um Nina is how how is that child um coping with her mum um being quite ill and disconnected and um who who are asking those questions with Ginny you know is how is how are those how are the children in that family Louise is how are they all of us um yeah it's um I almost feel that there's trauma in in set in 
all of our homes from very young and that we've um, developed from that trauma and uh, who we are as people, as, as women. So, yeah, I'm going to ask you um, another question. So thank you, all of you. And Mina, I know that um, you're all, it, it, was, it was difficult because we cut out a little bit, but Mina is still here. <laughs> so um, so we'll, we'll check that out next week. So hopefully we'll be able to hear Mina a lot clearer. I just want to say to anyone that's listening and, and starts picking holes in our audio, um, don't, you know, because we're, we're not a professional body. We're not trying to be perfect. We're not... We're not doing this to impress. We're these, we are women in our homes, in our lives, in London, speaking to you from our hearts. So don't worry about, um, unless we cut out completely and then we won't send it out. So. <laughs> or unless um, Ginny's little one starts singing at the top of her or his voice, uh, then then yeah. But yeah, so, so coming back um, to all of what we've said, I'd, um, I think we can all just open up on the discussion, if you like, as long as we're not talking over each other. Um, but, but is there a message of, of hope here at all? Can we, can we pull any hope out of this, of, of where we've come from? Because um, there will be people that are listening and think, oh, well, I've got a great childhood, you know, and I've, I have great parents and it's, you know, that you know, that you can't be domestic abuse I'm in because um, I've had a great upbringing. I know what good, you know, good relationships are. But is it's not about um, judging anyone. We can be, if, if that teaches you anything today, is that we come from all different backgrounds, all different places, all different ethnicities, and we can be impacted um, by domestic abuse. But yeah, a little message before we go of hope, ladies. So who wants to... Who wants to start? Um, I'll start. I just think there is always hope because I feel, like I said in the beginning, I used to feel like my life was in chaos and and now I don't feel like that anymore. I feel mm. like, um, you know, it, it's took years and years and, and learning about myself and obviously educating myself. But I feel like I feel like I've come out the other side. I feel like obviously there's still things to work on, but I feel like you know you can move forward. You can you can survive. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Louise. And I think that's the key here is that it's a support is really really important in this. And sometimes when we're in it, it's quite isolating. But but support, Nina. Yeah. Yeah, it's Nina here. I just wanted to say, um, from my perspective, um, the hope is in something like this, where there is the discussion and women who don't know get to hear from people who've been through it. Because, again, I, I speak for myself, if I could only have had had the access or the knowledge that something like this um, existed, um, I believe that I would have seen the signs a lot earlier and been able to um, navigate myself better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Nina. Anyone else before we go? Shani? I think that for me, the hope is in the fact that 
I'm not going to repeat the pattern with my own children. Mm. And this is where it stops. I've been able to teach them what healthy relationships are, um, which I didn't have as a child, which a lot of us didn't have. And yeah, it's stopping the cycle for me. So there is hope. There's hope for them to continue and not have to go through the stuff that I did. Oh, definitely. What a a really... um a great way to to look at this is uh, not a continuation of this and every generation um, just has a little bit more healthiness in in them and and less of the trauma. Um, Fantastic. Mina? Um, I would say um, for me, I hope is that growing up, and going through everything like I always knew deep down it wasn't wrong but where I was always made to feel that I'm worthless and I'm always wrong I never used to listen to myself I just had no self-belief um like my message to everyone would be that listen to your gut instincts like believe in yourself like when I look back at things I wish I'd listened to myself more Mm. um like I always knew there was more to life I always knew that this is not right Mm. um what's happening um but I just never believed in myself and that you know moving forward now like I I will always listen to myself because my body I I reckon that my body knows yeah they do say the body keeps score and there's an actual book on that um to do with trauma and I I'm a true believer of um you know what the brain can't keep hold of um because it's too traumatic it it's sort of it it's held in the body and that that can come out in a lot of therapy um our support networks our confidence and um our self-worth before we got onto a platform like this to be speaking openly and we feel very passionate that um women do have hope there is hope out there so i'm going to leave you on that note um we'll speak to you soon and see you on episode three bye 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 Thank you so much for listening and hearing women's true life experiences. Don't let the conversation stop here. If you want to be part of Freedom to Talk, contact me at infofreedomtogethercic.co.uk or you can link yourself in through the website. You can support a frontline worker or a victim of violence to receive trauma therapy by contributing to our bursary fund. Again, have a look on our website and take care. Be safe.